Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bikini in the Brain. I am here with the lovely Ashley Cotwalser. Hello. And today we got a good one for you. We are going over the Olympia Prep Q&A question. So I asked um, our audience on my Instagram, uh, what would they like to know about my Olympia Prep? How it's going, how I'm feeling, how I'm training, all the secrets, all that. So it's a... Uh, don't want to miss it. Yeah, let's jump into the ins and outs of everything going on in the Olympia for Ashley. So let's go ahead and get into the first question. Besides you, who has impacted, helped you become the champ you are today? Well, I guess he's sitting like right next to me. It's this <laughs> guy right here. They call him Adam Bow. Too much credit. Too no, much credit. I'm like, <laughs> you have gosh like i always say like where would i be without you i just i'd be bored same with me though and i wouldn't have as many gains that's for sure you know i would definitely not have as much gains. same with me though you, you make my life a lot of fun i'll tell you that it's a it's with joint joint uh what a joint value we get there we but, but go i'll i'll give i'll give you more credit than that i think that what's made you become a champion today a lot is a lot of probably your your previous sports experience your previous coaching who's in your your family who's instilled that, you know, champion into you and that like never quit attitude because the people don't, I don't think people see that part of you. They see, oh, she likes to compete a lot. It's fun for her. And I'm like, no, you guys don't get it. Like Ashley's like, she's a killer. Like she wants to win. She wants to do her best. Like she doesn't quit ever. She, it's a different mentality. So people don't get it. And they're like, why do you let her compete? So I'm like, dude, it, me or a hundred other coaches, no one would be keeping that girl off the stage. It's not me. <laughs> that girl wants to compete. <laughs> Absolutely. I have to think my track background, because I've said this before, and it might rub some people the wrong way, but running track in college was so difficult. It was so much hard work. Not only that, it was like, I didn't get to do it on my own time. They tell you to show up this time, you have to show up this time. Even, even if you don't feel good, even if you're tired, you still have to show up. Whereas now I'm lucky enough just to kind of train on my own time, do cardio on my own time. And I remember doing 400 meter repeats on the track till I threw up. So my event in college was the 400 meter hurdles. Tough race, a lot of lactic acid buildup. But uh, after the races, I would always feel like I would have to throw up. My legs would be all jiggly. I'd be wobbly. And training for track in my opinion, was much more difficult than training for a bikini. And again, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but prepping for a bikini is a walk in the park compared to college track, in my opinion. Diet's more difficult, though, I will say that. Um, it's more restrictive in, in bikini prep, but as far as the actual physical workouts themselves, it was much harder in track. <laughs> so I'm glad I went through that. Because it makes everything else seem much easier. So, yeah, like I said, the diet's definitely more difficult. But luckily for me, I'm not so much of a foodie. That doesn't mean I don't like food. Of course, I like food. But I don't obsess over it as much as most competitors do. So that's my benefit. Yeah, you're lucky with that one. Yes. And also, i got to thank my parents for not only getting me into sports, but some decent genetics to work with. So <laughs> thank you, Mom and Dad. Appreciate that. You said your mom's got some some muscular legs. My right? mom has the same shape of hamstring as me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, she does. She didn't play sports, but I can tell it's there. I can tell it's there. <laughs> All right. Next question. Do you think they bring it back to Vegas next year? Oh, Adam, go ahead and answer this one. We yeah. know, we know the secret. <laughs> yes. Yes, they are bringing it back to Vegas. 
And um, it, it seems, we'll see, you know, this is just word on the street is it's going to be here for a while. And we hope that that's the case. It's, it's just such a grand event to be in Vegas, honestly. Yes. And for, for the reason it was in Orlando, so you guys know, was originally during 2020, it was kind of up in the air if they could have it in Vegas. So they wanted to lock it in in um, Orlando. And so because they locked it in for a couple years, that was the reason why it went back there again this time. So um, the plan is, is from what I'm hearing, it's going to be in Vegas. And I think that it deserves to be in Vegas or some grand place like that where, you know, I think when you, Orlando's great for families, but when you get done, there's not a lot to do after the show. In Olympia, you come out here, you have a great time, you go to a show, you go to dinners. I mean, everything's here, pool parties. So it's just, it's just the place it needs to be. Absolutely. So we don't know what hotel it'll be at, but it'll be here. So that makes me happy. Super yeah. convenient for us. Are you going to travel several days ahead to Florida for body adaptation, et cetera? Yes. So we've, we've mentioned it before. If you go from a dry climate like here in Vegas and you go to a humid climate like Orlando, Florida, you're going to notice a little bit of water retention. It's almost like your, your skin is just like soaking up that moisture. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, and it goes the other way too. Um, you know, I've, it's funny is I've, I've prepped mainly in dry places. So Denver and then Vegas, right? The two places that I had gyms at. And, uh, yeah, when someone goes from, you don't really realize it unless you're traveling out, but when someone goes to Florida or this really humid place, they just start soaking it up. Their, their skin gets softer. They get more just, it's like a sponge just soaks it up. And some people it's not much at all. There's like no difference. And sometimes it's like, man, what, like what happened? Like you just soaked up like three pounds of water, mm -hmm. you know? And so, yeah, I think that the longer you're there, the more your body adapts. So you don't get that instant fill up. I don't, I think something happens like the first two days you're there, you get a lot of it. And then it kind of subsides after that. I don't know. Yeah. So just as an abundance of uh, caution here, we're going out on Monday so that we can acclimate to the climate. If I have any water retention, I can get rid of it, get on the, the time schedule and everything else like that. So there is a three hour time difference. So it's nice to kind of get on the schedule. A full decade since you arrived on the scene. I hope you get your fourth. Oh, hmm. what color suit for the decade? Oh, honestly, I'm not kidding you. I still don't know. I can tell you it's between red or green, <laughs> but I keep going back and forth. I really like, it's a hard time because here's the thing. Green is me. I am green. Yeah. When you think of Ashley, you think of green. Okay. And it is the same color I wore 10 years ago. So this is the 10 year anniversary of my very first Olympia victory. I feel like the personality of green is like fresh, fun, bubbly kind of. Um, but then again, red is classy. Yeah. Red commands power. It's like, look at me, you know. <sighs> it's difficult. It's but difficult, yeah. I will say too, I think what's maybe leaning me more towards the green a little bit is not as many people can pull off the green, but more people can pull off red. So I would assume you'll see more red on the Olympia stage than green. And I like the fact that it's like a little more unique. Yeah. So probably, yeah, I would, I'm going to just guess that if you take the top 15 girls, you're probably not going to have anyone besides you in green I, at least from what i've seen of who i think i've never seen any of them wear green so there's that benefit and you'll probably see 15 let's say four reds five reds something like that so it's tough because red purple blue you know you're gonna see a lot of that you know yeah it's tough 
I like to be the unique. And then, and then I always use that, that green emoji heart. Like, so then what, what is that emoji heart for then that I keep using? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, yeah. I don't know. It's tough because red does look good on you too. It's red tough. does look good. It's like a different vibe though. It's like more of like a sophisticated vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I just, it's sophisticated, but maybe a little too common for my liking, but I don't know. I probably won't even know till like the day before the show, but I'll have choices. I will say that I'm bringing choices in case I change my mind. So it's good that people get to see this side of it though, and talk about the colors because people don't really, they just go, Oh, my favorite color is this. And I'm like, no, that's a different look. You know, it's like a different presentation, you know? So yeah. So I know you like my hair straight when I'm in red. I do, but I definitely want to wear it like big curls because I think it looks, I don't know, a little more. You can't really go wrong with red or, or with a straight or curly, but. I haven't worn my hair straight yet this year. I should have tried it. Oh, well. Yeah. It is easier to style, but yeah. <laughs> All right. So if you guys know, <laughs> could help us out, let me know in the comment section below, should I wear red or should I wear green? Because I just can't decide. <laughs> what is your backstage vibe? Pumping up the whole time, chatting, snacking, or posing? Oh, my gosh. Tell them about my backstage vibe, Adam. You're, you know what? You're pretty good backstage. You're not, you're not too nervous. You're kind of, you know, you're there early. Here's Ashley. She's going to be there the first one there. That's going to be Ashley. So if you're, it's, there could be, yeah, it's funny. You're always the first one there because you never want to run into the situation where the show went faster and something changed and you better, you're going to be waiting anyway. So she's just like back there first, but she's pretty chill. You're pretty chill backstage. I would also say I'm to myself. Yeah. Some girls are chatting and like dancing backstage that's not me I think a lot of times people think I'm super mean and standoffish because I'm like sometimes I'm in the corner just kind of by myself like getting in the zone but yeah I think like some people get like disappointed when they meet me backstage because they expect me to be a a lot more bubbly and like friendly but it's just that backstage I'm like usually like so in the zone like I'm getting a little like a little nervous, getting a little clammy. I'll, I'll, of course, practice posing a lot. I will pump up like crazy too backstage. Backstage, I'm so paranoid. I will be pumping up for a long time. A long, long time. And you do get a good (laughs) pump. Ashley's a good pumper. Like her her body does get, like you could see it when she pumps really well. Yeah. So you've been, that's a, that's a blessed genetic to have where you get that like, you know, it's like, like a bicycle tire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'll be pumping up. I'll be pumping up. How do you decide on your makeup look for the show? Um, I usually do just about the same each time. It's pretty consistent. I will say my colors, I usually just do like, I'll do smoky gold or like a smoky rose gold, like a pinkish rose gold. I don't stray too far away from that. It's usually pretty simple, but I do my own makeup in case you didn't know. Um, I prefer it that way. I like to be in control of my time. I don't want anything stressing me out. Like if a makeup artist is late or if they do it bad and I have to redo it myself, I just would rather be in control of that. So on show day, I'm always doing my own makeup. Hair, I'll probably get that done because um, I'm not as good of, with hair as I am with makeup, but I feel pretty confident about my makeup. Will only the top 10 in bikini be doing their full posing routine? There are 52 girls. So yeah. You know what's funny is remember when they made the new role last year after Olympia and they're like, only uh, the winners of shows get invited to Olympia. And everyone's like, oh my God, there's going to be so much less. But there's only two less. Yeah. <laughs> only two less girls from last year. That's, 
Yeah, that's that's crazy when you think about the timeline because the timeline changed, you know, because it got it's a month earlier. The cutoff was a month earlier, right? And so, um, was it not? I don't know. I think it was a month earlier because that shows a little bit earlier. So um, I thought it was a little earlier. So you thought, you know, I was like, oh, there's going to be a lot less people, and there's no point system now. So there's three more people, and I was, but yeah, no. Nope. Yeah, because I think there's just more shows. There's more shows popping up all over the place, and a lot more international shows too. So word on the street. It was confirmed that there's a time limit. I know that of 45 seconds in the posing routine. So that's actually good for me because one, my routine's already pretty short anyway. I don't like to do a lot of frills. I don't like to do a lot of spins. I like to keep it simple. Um, but um, also with 52 girls, can you imagine if 52 girls took a freaking minute and a half on stage? If you allowed everyone to do a minute and a half, I think Adam would be getting cramps in his butt cheeks <laughs> yeah. sitting in the stands. Well, you're going to like, it's, oh. it's, it's just, it's also a disadvantage for like timing of your last name, you know, too. Yeah. Like if you're the first girl to go out and you got to wait 90 minutes again, because that's what it would be. be. If it was a minute and a half with about 10 seconds to get someone from one person leaving to the next person coming and the intro, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's. That's 90 minutes of posing, right? That's just of the individuals. Just individuals before yes. comparisons, before callbacks, before anything. Um, I mean, you're talking two two hour plus show at that point. I mean, yeah. at that point, when you're on your feet for that long, things become concerns, you know? So yeah, I'm glad that they're going to shrink it down. I hope that everyone sticks to it. And uh, yeah. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but as far as they're doing the full routine, so you won't know who the top 10 are, obviously, until after prejudging. So... What that means is during prejudging, everyone does their full routine, but I can say this, every single time I've competed in the Olympia, only the top 10 did their full routine at finals. Sometimes they won't have them even come back at finals, sometimes, sometimes not. Um, if they do come back, it's usually just an, a quick intro where they'll state the competitor's name, you just wave and then walk across the stage or something like that. But yeah, so if they're taking the same pattern as they have in years past, only the top 10 will do the full routine at finals. So there yeah. you go. Do you have a target body fat you aim for? This is a good question for Adam because we haven't tracked my body fat yeah. in a while. Yeah, I'll say to everyone out there, don't really worry about the body fat percentage. It's not a body fat contest. Um, it's good to have as like a, a rule of thumb. So for example, if she hits the perfect body fat and we're like, that's the perfect look, you know? Um, yeah. If we have the data, it's great to see how far you are from that. If you're going show to show, but everything changes show to show. So it really doesn't matter. Remember it's a, it's a look in, in bodybuilding and that's what the judges are going for. No one's going to come up with calipers and be like, who's leaner in body fat. That's who wins. So it's a look. And the problem with body fat is let's say we saw her perfect look at 14-ish percent body fat, which is about probably where she's at, 14 range. Um, if she gets bigger in muscle the next year and we go for 14 again, she's going to look leaner with more muscle at 14% than she did the year prior. So the more muscle you have, the more it's going to pop through the body fat. So if she gets so big, she might end up going up to 15% body fat to have the same look, right? So it, I would not get it, like kind of put in handcuffs to your body fat. I would say just go off the look. And, and that's going to be the best marker for you. Absolutely. So not only that, other there's competitors with a variety of body fat percentages. You'll see some girls leaner, some girls softer. It's all what looks best on you. But yeah, I couldn't tell you what my body fat is 
that we aim for, like you said, it's probably around the 14s or so. A lot of people think it's a lot leaner than that, and it's not. Um, But, you know, it's something we keep an eye on. So if we have some signs that I'm getting too lean, like if we see any striations or anything like that, or I look a little flat and depleted and bony, of course, (laughs) we got to put on a little fluff, but uh, there is no target that we aim for. How long is your prep for a show? What a hard question to answer. Because I feel like I'm always in the gray area of prep. Yeah. That's a, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, there is no, there is no, it's a different athletes. Ashley's a different athlete. So it's just different. She's always really close to show. So preps can be a couple weeks all the way to 12 weeks, you know, just kind of depends. But I don't even think the last time you did a full 12 week prep was though. I mean, usually it's been like six to eight weeks, four mm-hmm. weeks, you know, cause she stays within target. So yeah. that's the benefit of staying within target is that you can jump into a show. If there's a cool show coming up and she's like, Hey, I want to go to wherever, you know, <laughs> in somewhere in Europe. Um, it's three weeks away. All right, let's, you're, you know, you're four pounds away. Let's go for it. You know, why not? Mm-hmm. So. absolutely. And I think it's also a little bit hard to answer too, because what exactly is prep? <laughs> you know, does that mean actively trying to get leaner? Does that mean lowering your calories? Does that mean increasing your cardio? Cause you know, for this show, I didn't even start doing cardio until like maybe six weeks out. And I started with like one session, per week and then two and then three and so on and so on. Uh, but during the off season, my mini off season, I, I didn't do any cardio. So I think it was like two months. I wasn't doing any cardio at all. So it all, it all depends on what you consider prep. But uh, yeah, I like to, I like to hang out in that gray zone a lot. What will your new shape be like at the Olympia? Well, Adam and I have been working really hard to bring up the quads I actually think I'm a little more juicy in my quad. Um, And of course, the upper body, the whole year I've been really going at it. So I do think I put on a little bit of quad. I I think so too. I think your quads and your shoulders, when it's all put together and filled out, people are going to be very impressed with your year-to-year progress. I think visually you'll be able to see it. I think visually it's there because I've never heard – so many people talk about your shoulders as I have I this know. year. You know what? <laughs> I'm getting more like on my day-to-day life. It's funny because I'm getting more compliments like on my arms and shoulders and my my legs. And I'm like, what? Used to be the opposite. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like my day-to-day, like you go into a gas station and yeah. yeah so yeah, lots of arm compliments. I can imagine so you getting those. You're like, thank you Like so you're making much. my shoulders <laughs> blush. Stop it. But yeah, so hopefully the hard work shows on stage. Only time will tell once I'm, you know, on stage. Yeah. But I, I, I think, I think I got it. Yeah. A little, little juiciness going on. You've been one of the best, if not the best at adapting to the constant evolution of bikini. Uh, That is something that cannot be understated. You've done a great job with that. So, Mm. I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Good job on that. Seriously. It's, that's incredible that you have. How's this prep different than the other? So assuming they're talking about the Olympia prep in comparison to my regular shows, oh my gosh, so much more pressure. So much more pressure. It's so much more, how do I, how do I say it? Like it's heavy. It's more, it's, I take it more seriously. Not that I don't take the other one seriously, but this one I'm like, oh, you better not slack on this cardio today. Like, you know what I mean? Because the, the thing about the Olympia 
is, um, you know, you sign your contract months in advance. It's not like I can push back my show date. Like with any other show, you know, the contract is due like the week before. And let's say I'm prepping for a show and just things aren't uh, progressing like I'd like. And maybe I'm just it's taking me a little bit longer to get leaner or whatever the case may be. I could always just be like, oh, I'm not ready for this one. I'll just do, I'll just uh, hold off on this one and compete again at a show in two weeks, wherever it may be. But the Olympia, you can't do that. It's there. You can't move it. You got to prep for it. So you better be ready. So we try to be ready ahead of time. Yeah. The goal for this, and we'll hope, hopefully it works out. The goal for this is to be ready like way too ready, like a week ahead. And then we can fill out comfortably, eat into the show, have some room if, if the humidity gets a hold of her in Florida. So that's the, uh, that's the plan. So, you know, when you're seven weeks out from a show, when it's the Olympia and you have actually seven weeks, we're gonna be like, oh, you're really five weeks out kind of thing. Like, like that's the mentality. So it's, it's heavier, a heavier weight on her. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's just a lot of pressure. It's a heavier show. You know, it's yeah. like, it's like a real, like how you say it's business, you know, it's like, we have to do this. We yes. have to do it this day and you have to be no your best. No ifs, you know? ands, or buts. Yeah. You just got to get it done. But yeah, exactly what you said. Hopefully, you know, everything goes well and I can have a nice, easy, relaxing peak week with minimal cardio. I feel ready. I feel like I can carve up. So that's the goal. What goes through your head when you're standing on stage? It's so funny because sometimes after I get off stage, I'm like, did I even like smile or did I, did I do everything right? Because it goes by so fast. But I think what goes through my mind when I'm standing on stage is those little things that I need to think of when I'm posing. So there's so much that goes through my minds, like when I'm standing on stage, like is my, am I standing tall enough? Is my foot placement right? Is my shoulder right? Is, are the judges seeing my best angle? It, you know what I mean? Because there's so many little things that to think about. The little things, like am I, am I pushing enough in my back pose? Am I looking relaxed enough? So many things. So it's a combination of all those, all of those things. And I try to save for the moment too. And keep that smile on, you know? So. But you're, when you're up there, though, just to follow up on that, you're genuinely having fun though. Yeah, I am. I am. It goes by too fast. It goes by way too fast. Like I said, sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hope I smiled. Did I do this? And then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll ask Adam, oh my God, was it okay? Did I do this? When I, when I did my transition, did, was my hair off my shoulder? Like I just like all these things go through my mind because it happens like in, a, in an instant, it seems like. So yeah. That's, that's basically it. How is your digestion? Do you ever have any issues as you get closer to the stage? I will say, I think the digestion gets a little slower just because, correct me if I'm wrong, this is my theory, the less food you're eating and the more energy your body's actually taking in, it seems like you have less to give out. Yeah, it's, right? just, it's just more volume, less volume. Yeah. Gonna take, you're going to digest at basically the same, your, your normal volume rate. So when you have less volume, it's it's just slower because it's not as much volume. So it's, yeah, when you have less to digest, it's going to be a little bit slower at times. Yes. And regularity will slow down a little bit too. Yes. So. And my thing is I've, I've found that something that works really well for me is like liquid magnesium drops. That seems to really help my digestion. Some people, it's a miracle for them. Some people, they can't feel it at all. But if you're having digestion, you should at least try. Yeah, the the low the higher protein with without any help, to like in terms of like fibers and stuff, when from your carbohydrates and whatnot, because it gets lower, that's a definitely part of the issue why people run into issues during peak week. So you can supplement it, and, and usually that's usually people are fine with that. Absolutely. 
So the next question, what is your biggest win this prep? I think I feel really good about the effort I've been putting in lately. You know, I don't have, of course, some days I'm not 100%. Some days my energy isn't the best. But I think for the most part, I've been putting way more effort in than usual, you know, and not letting excuses get to me and even doing things that I would never dream of doing. Like sometimes you'll even see me doing cardio past 10 a.m., which is crazy. I never do that. (laughs) But hey, if it's a day where it takes me longer to wake up or whatever, got to get done. Yeah, no, I could I can I can vouch for that. You've been working hard this whole year. You've been um, training this whole time, like doing one-on-one sessions, you know, four or five days a week, you've been really, you've been really pushing hard. So, yeah. so yeah. just to clarify what Adam said, I'm not training people. I'm being trained. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Cause I don't want people hitting me up for training sessions. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> so thank goodness for Sam Catlin. She has been an awesome trainer, making sure I'm staying accountable five days a week. So yeah, yeah that's a big help because sometimes I will have like a second guess in my mind, like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't feel like, I just don't feel like it today. And she makes sure I do not slack. So we all have those days, believe me. And I've mentioned it before. I think one of my flaws is like training alone, I don't put as much effort in. And I think that's the same for a lot of people, but I think extra for me because I've always been so spoiled. I've always had like a coach um, to kind of push me and tell me exactly what to do. So, you know, I've, I've done gymnastics before, obviously I had a coach, track coach. So I'm, I've been spoiled in that sense. So I'm not the best with my intensity if I work out alone, but having Sam really pushes me and makes sure I'm doing everything I need to do, whether I feel like it or not. And you too, you've been training with me once a day as well, or sorry, <laughs> cut that part and you too you've been training with me once a week which has been super helpful and making sure i get in my extra credit lifts so it's all been good yeah i like this we're doing this thing called olympia thursdays so we just do everything olympia in the gym and we train and go over everything and then we check in on mondays so we're doing a lot of stuff in there this is yeah. fun i love olympia thursdays it's yeah. motivating for me too we talk about all the olympia stuffs so this is a great question for you to answer adam how do you train on peak week yeah so this is person by person, but for Ashley this year, um, so we've done circuits before we do like total body pumps, you know, we're trying to get carbs in the muscle and whatnot, but Ashley's lifted at such a high volume and such a high intensity this year that your recovery, because of that, it's, it's your recovery ability also increases. You get better at recovering. So you're going to have very, probably very little adjustments in terms of your workouts during the week besides the intensity. So Instead of doing like circuits like we did before, we're probably just going to keep the same workout, but then just a little bit lower intensity, lower cardio. We're not going to let your body fully get inflamed and then maybe take Thursday and Friday off before the before the show entirely to let your body fully recover and, and lose any inflammation that you might have. Maybe just the Friday, maybe Thursday and Friday, who knows. But um, we'll just see how it goes when it comes to that time and how you're looking and how much water you're holding and whatnot. Because um, we also have to take into account there's a lot that goes on during the Olympia, the Thursday meet and greet the athletes. You're on your feet for hours. You're, you know, there's just Olympia is such a different thing. You know, there's so many variables to take into account. So, um, that'll be the biggest difference will be the intensity will be down. The cardio will be down more rest and recovery, potentially no workout on Thursday and Friday, but potentially a workout on Thursday and a, like a pump on Friday. Who knows? So something like that. What are your current favorite protein sources this close to the O? So I am not, I'm a picky eater. 
I don't really stray away from my protein sources, whether I'm prepping or not. I like my muscle egg, still have my muscle egg in there. My daily protein bar, still have that in there. I love protein powder. I love chicken. That's basically all my sources yeah. right now. Um, but I don't, I don't like turkey. I don't really like steak that much or beef. I'm picky. You're pretty, pretty simple. And the only time I can eat, even eat eggs is like the flavored muscle eggs, like the, <laughs> like the dessert flavored. Like I don't like savory eggs. It's gross. Yeah. It's so funny because you love muscle eggs love and then regular eggs. You're like, oh no, I don't like eggs. Exactly. <laughs> they have to taste like a dessert. So, but we'll cut that out probably the week of the show and it'll probably be just more so just like chicken. Um, but we'll see. How do you manage being confident while going into show while having realistic expectations? Honestly, I just, I'm grateful for everything I've done so far and how far it's gotten me. And so I feel like, you know, I've proved myself. Everything else is now icing on the cake. So I have to go in with that mindset. But also, and I know this sounds bad to say, and it's not entirely true, but I have to say it to myself. Because if I don't, I'm going to freak myself out. I, I have to almost remind myself, it's not that serious. Just have fun. It's not that serious. Because truth be told, the Olympia is very serious. <laughs> It's a lot of pressure, but I have to convince myself, hey, th this is fun. At the end of the day, my life is, is going to be awesome the next day and, and everything else that follows. So try not to get so worked up in my head about it. So I'm almost lying to myself, but <laughs> I, I would say any other show would be, I would say it's not that serious, but Olympia is pretty serious. Yeah. How is this Olympia prep same or different than last year? That's a good one for you to answer, Adam. Yeah. You know what? It's tough. Um, I was really happy with how you, well, the last two years, I've been really happy with how you've come to the show. Uh, what I'll say is I think it's more predictable. I think that that's the case. I think it's more predictable with how you're going to respond. Um, it's it's e so it's visually seeing it, it's easier for me. I'm more confident in it. I know you're the athlete will never be. The athlete will never be in that same position as me. But seeing where she's at, even a couple weeks ago, three weeks ago, I was like, oh, she's going to be fine. Like, I'm not worried about it, you know? So for me, that that part of it, the anxiousness is gone because I'm like, she's going to be fine. I know you, you're never going to be in that same boat, but I can visually see it. When I start seeing, like, the tendons and the... The little things, the little the little signs that I'm like, oh, she's already in shape because that's in there. Oh, that's in there already. Um, so this one I've been, I guess for me, I've been really confident in it. Uh, I know that, I, and I've seen how you're, you're fuller and everything looks bigger. Um, I guess that would be the difference. But really in terms of application of what's different, not much. You know, I mean, you're still eating chicken. <laughs> you're around the same calorie range. You're still doing, uh, um, you know, I would say you did a little bit less cardio probably this year. But, yeah, not much different. Morning routine on prep. Great question. <laughs> I'll summarize it quickly. Um, so I wake up, and then I have, like, an energy drink or coffee, and I have a meal, muscle egg usually. And uh, this is before cardio. Fasted cardio, F that. <laughs> no. I, like I said, I'm not a foodie and I don't get hungry as much as most people, but if there is one time I'm hungry, it's definitely the morning. So 
I'm not going to suffer and, and do some sort of fasted cardio because honestly, it doesn't really make that much of a difference. If you want to explain that further. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing is people really buy into and like, will let themselves suffer harder for the fasted cardio because they think during nighttime, I'm so, I'm, I'm using my glycogen stores. I'm depleted of all my glycogen and I'm only going to use fat as an, as an easier source of energy. I'll use more fat if I do it faster than if I'm fed. Well, that doesn't really pan out in the end because it's just, you're still burning calories regardless. And your body's a lot more efficient than just going through, you know, six hours of sleep and using up all your glycogen storage. You're probably already depleted of glycogen when you're this far in prep anyways. So it doesn't really change things. And then you have to look at, okay, how does it affect performance? If she's doing cardio and she's starving and she's all she's thinking about is food, which is what I do when I'm there. I'm like, man, I'm hungry. Like when I'm doing my cardio and it affects performance. Well, there's that negative when there's no benefit. So do fasted or fed, whatever you're better with. Some people don't like doing cardio when they're fed. But what I'll say is it the, there's almost no benefit. There's actually pr pretty much no benefit. <laughs> and it, the discomfort and how it affects performance is something that you can uh, quantify. So there you go. Absolutely. So what have I been doing for cardio? So basically, after I eat my muscle egg, I will walk to Orange Theory, which is about a mile away from my house. And I'll do an Orange Theory class. Burn. I try to burn at least 500 calories in that class. And then I'll walk home for another mile. So I'm getting my steps in and I'm doing Orange Theory. So it, it's great. And luckily the weather has been nice enough to where I can walk back and forth. But that's been nice. Getting those extra steps, just walking there is nice. And it's refreshing in the morning. So after that, I will take a shower and usually get ready to come to here and start my lovely day with my coworkers and train with Sam. How many pounds up from Van Pro stage weight when you started the O prep? What was it, like five or six pounds? Yeah, not much. Five or six pounds from Vancouver Pro. So it was like a two-month gap in between. So I kept it together. I don't like to go too far off, as you guys know. Um, for me, I, I, don't, uh, I don't really have a desire to do that, and it's not that hard for me to stay somewhat close. Um, going back to me saying... I'm not, I'm one that usually doesn't obsess over food like most, where I th which I think is the biggest deal for some people. They're probably the biggest reason why they put on weight afterwards isn't because of their lack of activity. It's more so to do with their influx of calories. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm really happy with how you explained that. You did yeah. a really great job. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I said, after Van Pro, ask Adam. No cardio. I cold turkey cut yeah. off cardio right after Van Pro and just stopped cardio for two months. Yeah, that and and it, your body was responding really well to it. You know, like you weren't rebounding. You were keeping an eye on it, and yeah. yeah, it's just you put all that extra effort from cardio into the gym, and I think that it helped. Absolutely, I was able to focus on the weights more, but I, you know, there's another reason why I do that, and um, I know it sounds crazy, but you don't want to become too good at cardio because if you start to adapt to it then you're going to get into a scenario where you're one of those girls that has to do two hours of cardio just to get a stimulus. I don't want that to be me because I can get in shape really fast for it. You know, I can, I, I don't, I want to kind of wean myself off the cardio um, for a while so that I can use that as a stimulus once again, once I start prepping. Yeah, no, you have it exactly right. And that's to give you guys an example. If uh, a marathon runner says, comes to me and they're like, I want to start prep. Well, they're already used to doing, let's say, two hours of running a day, three hours of running a day when they're ramping up. 
it's a really hard thing to try to create a stimulus for that person because they're already so used to it. So it's like, it, it's just really difficult to do that. So yeah, if we can in the off season or even a mini off season, like she had go from, you know, you're trying to shift everything. You go from high cardio, low calories. We're trying to shift the calories up. We're trying to shift the cardio down. So when you start prep, you're starting from higher calories and lower cardio. And all you need to do is kind of reverse that process and you're, you're good to go there. Absolutely. And you know, with that being said, if anybody else wanted to try this, I would say if you're going to just cut off cardio, you really need to make sure your diet's in check. You cannot be like binging and stuff after a show if you're also going to stop cardio or, you know what I mean? It's a recipe for disaster. So uh, luckily I, you know, kept it in check. So I earned no cardio. <laughs> so now I'm doing it. And now, you know what, doing, when I started cardio for this prep, it was so hard to get into the flow of it. I just dreaded it. Even when it was at like one day a week, I'm like, Ugh, I just don't want to do cardio. But now I'm in the flow. Now I'm, I don't dread it. I'm just like, I got to do it. Just try not to overthink it. I think that's a pretty typical route of travel for people, right? Like at first it really sucks and then you kind of just get used to it and then it becomes like part of your daily routine. Mm -hmm. Does that seem like a normal thing for you and prep to like when you start? Yeah. It just, yeah. yeah. I'd say that's pretty, pretty common. It's, it's like that first few weeks just getting into the new rhythm. Um, but I'm in the rhythm now, so I don't dread it as much. So speaking of cardio, we have another question. How intense has cardio had to get level duration? So not bad. Right now it's at five sessions per week. And I will count a cardio session as either 30 minutes on the step mill or an Orange Theory fitness class. But I try to burn 500 calories when I'm doing my cardio. So whatever, whatever cardio I choose, that's what I've been trying to do. I might also do some 10K races as well for a nice little cardio boost. And I do want to clarify one thing because some people are like, why would you train for a 10K if you're prepping? Won't you like lose muscle? Here, listen, I don't train for a 10K. I literally just don't. And I just show up and run it. Like, it's just, that's my workout. Like, I don't train for it. I just show up and do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think people, when you say you run races like that, like, they they think I'm, like, putting in miles every day. Like, I'm putting in, like, 10 miles per day. No, no. I just show up to the race, and I do it. Yeah. You know? So it's more, it's a workout for me, not necessarily a race. And I only do a few of them during prep. It's not it's not like an every weekend thing. Yeah. And, and you do that because it keeps it keeps it fun, keeps it different. Yes. And then you sign up for it. It makes you do it. Yeah, The accountability. Yeah. yeah. So it's definitely an intense form of cardio for me. It's like a definitely a longer session of cardio. I would count that as two cardio sessions. But um, yeah, it's a great way to find a new stimulus too. 10K races are great for that stimulus and it's fun. It's fun for me. You know, how have you been feeling your go to meals? What are you most excited for? Hmm. I've been feeling okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I have my days where I'm like my energy's poop and then ever and other days where it's okay. It's definitely, like I said, way more stressful than the other shows. It's like what I think about when I wake up throughout the day, the last thing I think about before I go to sleep is the Olympia. It's like it consumes you. It just consumes every ounce of my brain. It dictates everything I do throughout the day. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> But it is what it is. It's that's why I said it's like a different, different type of show. It's um, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of lot of, lot of pressure. And what am I most excited for? What yeah. do you think? Um, the, I'm you know the thing is we're we're on the same page as we understand how volatile bikini is, you know. So 
I don't put as much into the result. Do you, you know, do I want you to win? Yeah. Let me like, I would, I don't know how, I don't know. I'm, I, I hope I can survive if you win. Mm-hmm. I don't know if my emotions would just explode out of me and that'd be it. I'd be a great death, <laughs> but like, but you know, the thing is any of those top 10 girls for the most part, especially like, you know, the top like six, you could pretty much like interchange them as first and sixth and whatever, and, and make a good argument for it in bikini. You'd be like, Oh yeah, she was good, but she was a little too lean. Oh, she was good, but she was a little too soft or she was good. She's a little too muscular. Like, it's just, if it was so black and white, like bodybuilding, it'd be a lot more, it'd be a lot different. It'd be like, well, you weren't as big, you weren't as lean, you weren't as symmetrical. So you didn't, you know, so I don't put as much into the result as I do into as the, the total package. Was it a total package that you could be proud of, that you really accomplished, that you nailed it for where you're at? And if you did that, then I'm, I'm actually happy with, it. I know that sounds corny. But you kind of have to in bikini, mm-hmm. especially against these girls that are all so good and they're all so different. Like if you were all the same, I would, it'd be a little easier to say, okay, I can edge her out. But it's like, how do you edge someone out who's built totally different than you that you can't like get leaner or more muscular than like, so it's like, it's just, you can't put too much into the result with a bet because you're going against the absolute best in the world. And it could go your way with the same physique. You could win with the same physique. You could be, you know, 15th place. It, it really is that crazy in bikini. So I look at it, okay, did she make progress year over year? Did she show up full and right? Is she not flat? Is she, is she look right? And if she did, then, then I'm a happy camper. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, winning, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> I would love to do that. How do you prep mentally? Daily prayer? Meditation? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> I just do it. I don't yeah. think I do. Yeah. I don't know. That's a, I don't get in my feels like that. Yeah. Meditation. I try to meditate once for like 30 seconds and I'm like, I'm bored. <laughs> uh, I'm bored. She's not a woo, a woo girl. Uh, yeah. I'm not a woo girl. Um, yeah, I just do it. You know, I think sometimes you can overthink things and, uh, yeah. So that's the great way to put it. I'm not a woo girl. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should be a woo girl. I, you know, we're both, we're so built like the same, like that. Uh, yeah, you know? I could not picture Adam meditating, yeah. like here in his office, like, <sighs> like doing some breathe in, breathe out. I, I think of this like time already. Like I'm already thinking, I could do yeah. so much with that. I just get bored. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just like, all right. Same thing, honestly, it sounds bad. Reading like books and stuff. I'm just like, I'm bored. Let me, give me, give me an audio version or let me, way. let me watch it on TV. Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like. Let's be efficient with our time. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Any changes to your routine this year? Yeah. Um, subtle little changes. So I, I still need to keep it within that 45 second mark. Uh, but I've been working on my flow a little bit better and some like my arm movements. So they're not as like stiff, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, nothing too crazy. I, I might change a transition here and there too, but uh yeah, I, I I don't like to get too complicated with the routine, like I mentioned. Um, I like to keep it simple. It's better for my eyesight. I have bad eyes. I see double. Vi- I have double vision twenty four seven. So I don't want to make myself too dizzy or anything and add all these frills and spins. I'm just gonna keep it simple. Just work on my flow a little bit more. So thank you guys so much for tuning in as always. If you guys are out at the Olympia, make sure to stop by and say hi. When do we have the uh, Olympia meet the athletes? 
It will be Thursday evening. Thursday evening. And give us some extra loud yells for (laughs) Ashley. We don't ask for any money for our podcast. We ask for yells. We want compensation in yells. Yes. Some claps, (laughs) some yells. Make it it appear as if I have friends and supporters. We want want to be yells (laughs) and and claps rich. It'd be funny. That's the type of wealth I want. I go on stage. Everyone else gets (laughs) claps. And then I get like just crickets (laughs) or booze. Booze. Yeah. Ooh, get off the stage. <laughs> no, that, that would be rough. Yes. If it happens, I'll bring, oh, I wouldn't know if it happens. The next year, I'm going to bring a big speaker and just like have a clap and yell audience and like pre-record it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, we like that. You can bring one of those this time too. Okay, I need do. all the help I can get. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. Talk to you next time.